Well, relationships can be an amazing place full of nurture and beauty and meaning. They can also be a very confusing place, which is why this conversation is a must listen to with transformation coach, Amy White. This week, Amy jumps into explaining the true nature of male and female energy. This is a truly profound conversation that provides a deeper understanding to the underlying ebb and flow or storm and rock as you'll find out that play out in all relationships. As with many people who become a coach, there's usually an underlying event. And Amy explains how her journey to becoming a transformation coach started when she ended up on stage for three hours with Tony Robbins at his Date with Destiny event, where she shared the inner details of her dysfunctional relationships, past and present. It was at this point she was confronted with the very real realization that the only person responsible for all of this was herself as she was cycling through all her relationships with the same negative patterns, which she candidly shares. From this pivotal event, Amy has taken responsibility for her journey, exploring many bodies of information and knowledge to better understand her own journey and share that learning with others. This is a truly enlightening conversation and one that is guaranteed to encourage you to take responsibility for your own journey and draw on wisdom and learnings to make it a truly unique and wondrous one. Amy is full of energy, full of life, and it's a great pleasure to spend time with her, and I'm sure you'll feel the same way. So sit back and enjoy, Amy. Hello and welcome back to another fascinating conversation here at WA Real. I'm your host, Bryn Edwards. The male and female energy, esoteric and tantra practices and philosophies are just some of the things we're going to get into today with my guest, transformation coach, Amy White. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's another beautiful day outside here in WA. Summer's finally arrived. Oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Loving being at the ocean as well at the moment. Isn't it? Yeah. So you grew up in Albany, is that correct? I did, I did. And so I take it you had many sunny days like today. Mm-hmm. What was it like growing up in Albany? It was a beautiful place to grow up. Um, I was always near the water. So growing up down at Middleton Beach um, with Surf Club and doing all the, the fun activities and being able to venture out with leaving the door unlocked was yeah quite a delight yeah. as a kid. And um, what are some of your fondest memories of, of growing up here in Western Australia as well as? Yeah. Albany, because I know you've spent some time over on the East Coast as well. Yeah, I think the thing I love about WA is the fact that it is spread out and is the fact that we still have quite a lot of people living in Perth and, you know, down south, but you can find alone time Mm. and you can find space. And that's something that I missed when I was living on the East Coast, so... Mm. Yeah, so I was going to ask you why did you come back? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people go. Yeah, <laughs> some people don't true. come back. Well, my family is here too. Yes. So um, I returned actually after a relationship ended, and I thought, well, now that I've done a little bit of venturing around and travelled a lot overseas, that I was like, well, I'm actually ready to settle. Right. And so why not settle near friends and family mm. and enjoy the fact that we have all this beautiful you know, nature and ocean and space. Mm. And you really notice that when you've lived in Sydney and Melbourne. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting you said the word um, settle. What does settle mean for you? Well, I've been someone who gets itchy feet a lot. 
So I've I always like to be on the move and looking for a new adventure. So in regards to settling, I guess um, happy to call home Perth. Yes. Um, and actually not feel the need to live so anywhere else. So those feet less itchy. Yeah, less itchy. Yeah. <laughs> They're resting. They're, they're resting. They're very at peace. So. Yes. Superb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as I said briefly in the introduction, you, you are a transformation coach. Coach, You do a lot of working to help people. Where does the want to help people come from in your journey? Is that something that was role modeled by parents or is it something that's come up in your, in your journey? Where does that come from? Yeah, well, my I think there's a lot of it from my parents. Both my mum and dad, who are still together, um, spent a lot of their lives uh, looking after people with special needs. Mm. And wow. that caring, you know, nurturing, putting other people first, um, naturally ran in maybe my blood. Yeah. <laughs> so I um, even I remember as a little kid growing up, mum would... Mum would say that I was always the protector yeah. and had, you know, my little group of girls and I'd make sure that I... looked after. Yeah, I was like the mother hen. So right. <laughs> I think it, I think it's partly in my personality, but also partly it's fostered in my, my family upbringing. So, hmm. yeah. And what's the, so, what's the sort of underlying impact that you want to have with your work? I want to... with. Well, primarily it used to be women, but it, it's lately it's men have reached out as well. But mm. I really want to be able to allow people to be heard. And I want to make them feel that everything that they're experiencing or feeling is normal. Mm. Um, and I don't think... And then to be able to talk about that yeah. helps to hear yeah. being heard. Yeah, and be able to be vulnerable in a safe place. And without judgment and with compassion and with love and with nurturing. Um, and that's what I love about being a coach because it doesn't have the same stigma as having a counsellor or a psychologist that there is still a little bit attached to. Yes. And I'm not in that mental health sector. No. So I, um, I have an ability to have open conversations with people that they feel really safe and it's okay um, to share. And mm. so we... we talk about all sorts of things um and we get you know quite deep yeah uh, quite quickly and maybe because of my nature or mm. maybe because people feel that they can trust me or feel safe um so yeah i think yeah that's that's what i really love about the nature of the work that i do mm. and i can see it's it is it's powerful stuff because people are implementing and so there's a lot of people that you know um go to courses and seminars and work with people and they acquire this this knowledge knowledge and then then they're like okay yeah that's all really really good now what yes. whereas the role of me of being a coach is that I'm there to kind of keep them accountable yes and to actually do it yeah to do it yeah. but in a nurturing not a oh you must do this by next week it's this is your journey yes and if it takes however long it takes to get to that point then we're going to do it together. And yeah. so essentially, I'm like the number one raving fan or cheerleader for whoever. Yeah, my clients. Yes. So they <clears throat> they feel that in my energy um, because a lot of it is online. So 
they mm. love the fact that you know I'm there supporting them. And I get excited when they get excited. So if yeah. they do something that they've never done before, yeah, it's thrilling. Isn't it's it? like oh my god, yeah. So so we celebrate together in yeah. Malacca in a fun I way. I think uh, it's really interesting what you say about you know people acquire knowledge. I actually sort of recently have started to delineate it between a lot of people gather a lot of information. Yeah. And then I've started to try and delineate knowledge as in the knowledge that you gain from not just having information but applying the information. Mm. Then you have this knowing yeah. knowledge. And it, 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 I find it fascinating because we're in an age where there's so much information. Yeah. And you can, you can watch YouTube, you can do this, you can go on Facebook, you can just Google something. Yeah. Information, 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 information. But I think the true value nowadays is people like yourself who can support, drive, cajole whatever needs to be done to take people from applying that information and turning it into knowledge and knowing and change yeah and and the the time of that trans transformation or transition is different for everybody yes um, based on where they're at in their lives and what's going on Um, but a quote this popped into my mind when you were speaking about that and, and it really resonates with me so i'd like to share it with you um knowledge is knowing what to say and wisdom is knowing when to say it. Right. And for me that I, I hear like myself even a lot because I was very much an A-type personality, you know, before I, I got more into... An A-type. Yeah, like as in go, go hard and acquire this and achieve this and always having to move forward to, you know, try this career and do that and look at me, mm. I'm significant, I'm making an impact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so what I've learnt through the um, yogic uh, practices, the esoteric and the, the tantric practices... Mm is actually, yeah, knowledge is great, but it's only when it's wisdom. And seeing the wisdom and Mm. embodying it, then it becomes powerful. And being able to embody embody the knowledge um, over time, it it takes time. So, Mm. And I think that's what I love about the, the older generations is that they, a lot of the time, and I'm generalizing here, but a lot of the time they have a lot of wisdom and... And they don't have the need to actually demonstrate it um, as much from an egoic point of view. Yes. There is that, that natural of knowing because mm. they have lived and it. they have experienced it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I had um, quite a few podcasts ago, a fantastic chap called Mike Dyson who looks a lot at rites of passages, which is very much about this passing of knowledge and wisdom from Beautiful. one generation to another and how... We don't necessarily do that so much, and so yeah, yeah, no, it's fascinating. It is missing. It is missing, but it it's there if you want it. You just have to go looking for it. Yes, and so that's it has to be a priority, but it's not mm. necessarily now technological age. Indeed. <laughs> so I find that when I meet um, people who are pursuing their passion and, and their desire to want to help and coach mm-hmm. often there's a story mm. there's a piece of there's a piece <laughs> of what I call personal IP which is not necessarily a piece of paper it's, it's a learned and lived experience <laughs> upon which they've gone I don't want anyone to go through this or yeah. I want to share my learning or and it becomes so focused is that the same case with yourself I would have to agree <laughs> Are you happy to share it with us? I am. I am happy to share, definitely. Um, So with the coaching that I do, 
Um, so how long have you been doing it? Uh, this year only. Right. Yeah. So I started, but I feel like I've been doing it all my life. More often than not, <laughs> fine, we do. Um, so, yeah, my my story, I guess, in regards, there's two aspects that I coach in health and relationships. Mm. So, um, with the relationship side of things, um, I've I came through a journey of of cycling my own patterns mm. in relationships that were not healthy. Mm. Um, and so what, from one relationship to another to another? Yeah, not necessarily consecutive. There would be gaps, but... Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I'm not saying <laughs> monkey bar from one relationship <laughs> to another. I'm kind of saying... Nothing wrong with that if people do do that. Right. But <laughs> yeah. There's no judgment. No here. judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Compassion for all. Indeed. <laughs> So yeah, I'm not trying yes. to paint you as somebody who just yeah. for one thing. No, let, right, let's dial back. <laughs> let's dial back. So yeah, patterns that you yes. were taking from one relationship to another mm-hmm. whenever they occurred. <laughs> yes, yes. And I found um, the fact that, that from these patterns, um, and it was with the help of mentors and teachers along yes. the way, that the common theme <clears throat> was me. Hmm. How so? Well, the fact that I it, it kept cycling through and I was the common thread. I was present in all of them. Mm. And it was brought to my attention that, you know, instead of externally blaming, mm. you know, um, others for the, the relationship breakdown or the, the, you know, the arguments or the fights or whatever, whatever was reoccurring, um, that I had to start to look at myself. Right. And that was hard. Yes. To take, um, and it is. It's confronting uh, yeah. when you suddenly realize, <laughs> oh, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not anyone else. Well, I'm owning my part of it, mind you. There is definitely everyone's responsible for, oh, the, for their behavior. Are 50/50. Yes. Yes. But definitely, I can, in reflection, in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing. That I was, I was definitely a contributing factor yes. to the fact that I was cycling through um, unhealthy, uh, maybe toxic relationships. Can and you give us a bit of an idea? Are you happy to share? Yeah, I'm happy to share. Um, can you give us a bit of an idea? What, what were some of the elements of these patterns? Okay, uh, beautiful. So, because I imagine it, it will give the listeners that go, oh right, so yeah. I'll get patterns, mm-hmm. but what, what sort of things would transpire in those? Okay, so um, I'll give you some examples in regards to the whole world like was revolving around me. So um, if things weren't going a particular way, um, it was I was very quick to throw judgment on the, the partner. I would have really high expectations of how they were expected to um, like do their part of the relationship and do their part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and um also what 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 I envisaged the ideal relationship would be, I was seeking this unrealistic oh. notion of this fairy tale which was completely And where did that come from? Well, I uh, well, it definitely wasn't from my mum and dad. So I don't know where um, movies um, thinking that that I was special from upbringing, um, you know, uh, thinking that I deserved something different. Um, all these kind of right. egocentric 
behaviors. Life script type things yeah. that have been handed to you and you yeah. consciously take it yeah. on. Yeah, and it may be a generational thing as well, possibly. How, how do you mean? Or in regards to, um, well, my, my parents were in the baby boom era, so yeah. um, it was all about, you know, everything was about making sure the kids were okay. And so my brother and I would, would have everything we ever needed. You know, mm. we weren't overly wealthy. However, it was always a priority, like, we would have family meetings when I was, you know, from little, um, I don't know, five or six, we'd sit around a family meeting. We all have a mutual say. Right. From little. And I just expected that, you know, I was, I was an adult yes. before my time. And there this was is this. very interesting. Yeah, go Yeah, on. there was a sense of entitlement mm. that came with that. Mm. And, and so in and that you've been way. feeding that. Yeah. From a very early age. Yeah. And, and so, uh, and my parents have the most beautiful intentions and they have such gorgeous hearts. So they thought that they were, you know, bringing up adults, you know, responsible human beings, um, by giving us this say, you know, like my parents moved, you know, cities. We moved from Albany to Perth because Amy got into a hockey school to play for Western Australia. And they didn't leave Albany until I'd finished doing cheerleading as a dancer. And so all these things were prioritized that, that I was kind of very important. And so to carry that through and we replay like in, in a lot of, a lot of people's lives, we replay out our childhood in relationships. Yes. Um, Because it's our point of reference. It's what we know. Yeah. And and it's in there down in the, I wouldn't say the dark, but you rarely shine light on it. Yeah. And, and so it definitely comes up in intimacy and it definitely comes up in um, when things aren't going well. And I, I guess I didn't recognize that until I had an home moment. And So who, who, who was the one who shone the light on that? Well, <laughs> it was a very public light shining. <laughs> um, whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, I'm not quite sure yet. I'm still reflecting on that part of it. However, I attended a... Um, development course with Tony Robbins or Anthony Robbins, um, yes. which I'm sure many listeners will yes. know of. <laughs> yeah. And I, it was called Date with Destiny. And it certainly it, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, there was six days, six day course where yeah. you really go deep and there's a lot of, you know, dancing and there's a lot of motivational stuff, but you do work through some of these, these core issues. Yeah. Um, and how many people are at this thing? Oh, over 2,000. Wow. There's a lot so of... So 2,000 people all deep diving into themselves. <laughs> it's wow. intense. I bet. It's, and, and then Tony comes out and he's like a rock star, you know, like yeah, beating I've seen his it. chest. Yeah, i his black shirt clapping. <laughs> he's been on the trampoline before he comes out. <laughs> he's primed. He's ready to go. He knows how to execute that boy. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> he does. And I, um, I put my hand up thinking I was asking a really simple question. Um... And I, I am trying to think about what it actually was. It, it, it passes my mind at the moment. However, that simple question uh-huh. turned into three hours of publicly standing up and airing my vulnerabilities and dirty laundry in regards wow. to relationships. And That's brave. Brave, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> it was very intense. And you had no idea that you were going to end up on this stage? No, or was no. it just you and Tony for three hours? Yeah, well, he he goes 
in all of Tony's things, um, obviously to keep the audience engaged, he'll go off into little stories. But I was literally standing in the, in the crowd with the microphone for almost three hours while That's he intense. goes back and forward with me. And at that particular time, I was just at the end of a, a relationship. And I, when I was sharing, I was like, oh, and he called me this, and he called me a liar and a cheater, and he, you know, he didn't let me go to the shops without thinking I was sleeping with someone. And well, like, well, exactly. Well, so there is well, some element of, yeah. of intensity in but this. But you chose to get yourself there. Exactly. And, and so it, it took Shops a while. without sleep. It was, I'm sorry. It's really funny. <laughs> but it's not funny. It's not, not when you're yeah. in it. And I, I found it very, uh, it was the most toxic relationship I'd ever experienced because it was, it was so up and down in relation to epic highs, but then really, really dark lows. Yes. And I was literally living in a bit of a state of fear the whole right. time. However, I was addicted yes. to the drama, to the story yes. of it, to the ups and the downs, because in my belief system, whether it's from my past, my upbringing, that, that was a way of that, the fact that that person in my life was demonstrating that they loved me. By presenting drama. In a way that meant that they cared and that we would fight and right. then we'd make up and then we'd... Uh, and so there was this, Yeah. And so there'll be connection. Oh, so there'll be this constant ebb and flow and play. And, yes. Wow. And so... In theatre. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was eventful. It was never boring. However, it was totally unhealthy. Yes. And I obviously shared that with um, Tony and the crowd and... To a point where you, I'd, I'd realized that it, it was me, that I'd allowed how, this to... How did you get there? Well, it was obviously took a long time yeah. um, and it took him questioning and, and getting feedback. Uh, I was really living in the terms of Tony Robbins um, in relationships, certainty and significance. So yes. that's what you I... You wanted certainty, you wanted significance. In a relation, an intimate relationship. Right. However, the priority in a relationship that, <clears throat> in regards to his terminologies, should be love and connection. Hmm. And so I was placing myself in this area of I had to be significant, I had to be, I had to have certainty, which is very masculine energy. Hmm. And we're going to come into this. Yes. So, um, and and it doesn't serve for having really. A beautiful close connection that's going to last um, so yeah that was a very intense and in, in reflection straight after it was quite traumatic because my, by me sharing my story of that particular relationship breakdown and how I used to be in that or how I was in that relationship and then you know because I still had love for him when I was yeah. sharing about this but I was angry yes you know and what had been happening and um and so, yeah, going through that process publicly, I, I, I felt really like I had an emotional hangover that I just aired. You know, he, they record it. They have those that, that show like, I'm not your guru. Yeah, and you yeah, start yeah. to get like, <gasps> the whole, everyone's going to know about my relationship issues. Yeah. Um, however, the beauty of it was the fact that by me sharing that story and um, me being really vulnerable and willing to own the fact my part of it and, mm. and what Tony calls effective blaming, blaming for all this, 
potential bad, but also all the good things that came from that learning of yes. that relationship, which I think a lot of times when people are going through breakups and stuff really struggle to see the lessons mm. when they're in it because it's very yes. much, yeah, an yes. afterthought. So only personally in the last X amount of months that I'm actually now grateful for all the shit I went through because it's mm. now taken me to a place of that I'd never been to before and I found new depths of strength and power that I never knew I had. Yes, yes. So, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, however, at the time it was not so oh, beautiful. When you're in the mail <laughs> Yes. Yes. And it's very hard. To, and so for me, as part of my coaching, then when I work one on one, it's very much about <clears throat> I, I work with people who are prepared to look at themselves. Yes. And that's part of the way that I vet people when I work with them is because if you're not ready to look at yourself, then you're not ready to make any changes yes. because you haven't taken responsibility for where you are in your life right now. And that's a big thing. Some people never get there in their mm. lifetime. Other people get there earlier than others. And I try and meet people where they're at so that they don't, you know, carry the shame, the blame, all that stuff, the judgment on themselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I call um, village in the mud, which is that lower energy. Um, and yeah, so that they can actually become more accepting and actually forgive themselves. Mm. Because I think that's really important. So if you find somebody who's in a real state, but isn't prepared to look at themselves, you then kind of respectfully say, I don't think we're going to be able to work together here. Yeah, if they're in a state, I've obviously got duty of care, they've, they've come to me, then I will actually refer them to someone else in yeah. regards to psychological, if it's a right. psychological help. Yes. If I feel like there's, there's benefit of me um, working along a psychologist or a counsellor, yeah. then that's definitely an option. It really does depend on the actual situation. Yeah. Um, however, if they're not looking at themselves and they're completely in that state of blaming the world or everyone else for their problems, it's really energy draining for me to work with someone like that. And it's not actually going to make any difference to them because they're not ready. Yeah. Um, because to make the change and to take responsibility for, for their lives, hmm. as, as I say. So yeah, I, I do either refer them on or, um, work alongside. Yeah. Um, and it's fascinating because taking responsibility for yourself and your choices and then taking action on those and then being accountable for those mm. is a theme that comes up again and again and again on this podcast and what I think it's all about. Yeah, yeah. That self-awareness, that self-realization, that self-inquiry, all of those things um, for me of, of through my journey is mm. what I was, in a funny way, I was missing for a lot of my life. Um, however when we think about you know blessings in disguise that it happened at the right time and so now that I've gone through these these things I am now able to help other people yes and so that's the beauty of my suffering and my pain is the fact that I can do it from a place of love now yes and I can actually and be knowledge them. Yes. and wisdom yes yes yeah with you know with obviously with the intention of allowing them to, to share with without the judgment and without interjecting. And I just listen a lot of the time. Mm. Because how often are, are people just heard? And Which goes back to the impact that you wanted to have mm. right at the start. Yeah. Was there a lot of you not feeling that you were, were not heard? Yeah, well, I, I didn't feel seen. 
I right. didn't I didn't feel Yeah, like as in seen for who I truly was because there was there was behaviors that I was displaying that were hiding my truth. If mm. that makes sense. Yes. So I had behaviors, I had defense mechanisms in relationships, a ways of yeah, keeping people at, at bay and being in that masculine energy to obviously, you know, um, keep people at a distance. And these were all just little ways of, of kind of personal suffering that I was putting myself through. Um, but I, I had to go through that journey to get to the point where I am now and I'm still going to keep learning and evolving. Yeah. Um, it doesn't stop. No, no. Just because you have one big monumental, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, day on stage with Tony Robbins doesn't mean say he's You're done. Not You're done now. No. <laughs> no. I'm constantly always looking. That's the for gateway it. into the work. <laughs> it's the beginning. <laughs> it's the gateway into the work. Yeah. But then you start enjoying the work. Yes. Yes. Indeed. So yeah. you've mentioned um, masculine energy, and I know that in in January you're starting a, a, a very feminine focused program mm. as well. So yeah. you've yeah. done a lot of research into masculine and, and, and female energy. Can yeah. you expand on that? Because yeah. I find this fascinating. So we're not talking about men and women here. We're no. talking about male and female energy. Yes. Um, it's something I'm really passionate about because I, um, I came... How did, how did, how, before you get into it then, how did you go from Tony to getting passionate in this? Uh, because by that wake up call with Tony, yeah. it got me to look at myself and then start to look for answers in the uh. world. And so then I started to invest more time and, and resource and money into learning more about how I can s- discover myself more right. and, and how I can actually have better relationships. And this is where you happened upon yeah. the concept. Yeah, right, cool. yeah. So masculine, and even Tony talks a bit about it. Um, however, I wasn't really even tuned into it then. Yeah. Um, you I, get, it sounds like you were getting tuned in. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I was propelled. Yeah, um, I was just thinking, yeah. So, uh, and then I started to to read, and I started to obviously watch a lot of um, videos about, um, you know, relationships, and, and started looking into Esther Perel, who's really big yes. into um, uh, talking about, uh, relationship dynamics and modern relationships and I felt drawn to learn more about the Tantra philosophy mm. and in my in the background of my head like it, it, it popped up a few times and I'm like oh no it's probably just this like weird sex crazed orgy kind of thing that, sex crazed orgy <laughs> thing. that I don't really like you know it might be different but I don't think that's going to really get me to improve in this area and I was actually um, in my first experience with this. I jumped head first. I saw a workshop that was advertised um, in, when I was living in Melbourne of this traveling tantra teacher. And she looked really kind and gentle. And, and I was like, oh, well, Amy, you've got to do something. Just yes. Go do something different. Do something. Just do it. And I... Um, Blindly, without knowing much about it, went along to this particular woman's uh, workshop. And I must say, it was the most beautiful entrance into Tantra philosophies. Right. And um, I, you know, in a, in a room, in a really safe space, a room full of strangers where we would be quite close with each other, not in a sexual nature. There was no, yeah. like, nudity or anything weird. Yeah. You know, not weird, no, that's weird, but no. I know you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we were talking and, um, you know, 
connecting on a level with strangers that I'd never even connected with my partner right. before. So even doing a simple thing like sitting opposite someone of the same sex or the opposite sex and eye-gazing yes. for five minutes whilst holding hands. And That's strong. It's intense. And especially when you don't know them, you've never met them before. It's like, hey, let's eye gaze. <laughs> and and with the eyes, like eyes is all about connection. It's it's like intimacy. It's the windows to the soul. Yeah. And, you know, you, you feel all your stuff come up when you start to really connect with someone through their eyes. And, and so little things like that um, started to introduce me to the fact that there was another way. Right. And that... You know, what I thought I was good at communicating and connecting and, you know, making love and all those sorts of things. What I didn't realize is that there was a whole nother level of connection and intimacy that I hadn't explored or I hadn't had a partner who had been through that to teach me. So what is some of the things you're picking up here? What are some of the philosophies? Uh, Philosophies in regards to relationships or masculine feminine. I suppose I asked that question yeah. beforehand. <laughs> I've got questions before you answer the question. Yeah. Um, it's so fascinating. It's yeah. full of cool questions, which is what I do. Um, yeah, like you talk about, you introduced to Tantra. So yeah. if somebody's listened to this and like, okay, so Tantra, yeah, all I know is some freaky weird sex or what do you think, yes. like you said. What, what? There, are, there are many different types of Tantra. Right. So there, there are Tantras where it was very um, focused on the, the sexual nature, like Kama Sutra. Yes. Um, Kula Tantra. Um, there's so many different types out there. There's Buddhist Tantra. What is Tantra? Tantra for me, my interpretation, um, is duality. It's polarity. Right. And it's also a way of unfolding consciousness within self. Hmm. So self-realization, self-actualization. Um, it's, it's taking this human experience to that temple on the mountain. Right. And that's the place where we connect more to our soul. That's the place where we become fully aligned with, you know, whether it's you believe in the, the chakra energy systems. Um, it's a place where things are amazing. And and through the tantra practices or philosophies, um, also the yoga that I've studied and, and mm. I'm learning more now about esoteric, is actually this energy the energy that we're talking about, how we can bring about energy within ourselves, um, but also in intimacy and mm. connection. Right. And it's something that we can cycle through to get us not to have necessarily better orgasms or, you know, last longer or whatever. It's actually yeah. more of a, a deeper emotional type of lovemaking right. as opposed to just a physical side right. of things. And when you connect to that energy um, that when it's referred to in in the philosophies as um, qing energy, sexual energy, Hmm. it's really medicinal. It's amazing for vitality, um, for for life, for sun, for food. You know, that kind of qi energy brings into that qing. And when you share that with someone, it is powerful. It is next level. And... I think for me, understanding in order to get to that point, I had to do a lot of work on myself. Right. I had to be, you know, start to find the blind spots and what I call the glamours that I thought I knew, that I thought I knew about the world that I necessarily didn't know. Yes. Um, So it's a lot of 
like peeling back the onion right. um, in regards to having to really witness yourself um, and your wounds that you carry, your your protection mechanisms, how how you're hiding and how you're showing up, and then being able to you know in whether it's in workshops or through doing my diploma, um, finding ways that I get to practice these these practices and start to you know implement the philosophies in my life. Yes, um, it it's just changed the way that I look at the world. Um, in regards to understanding myself. So, yeah, it is just a beautiful, loving, nurturing space, though. But I will preface it. There are a lot of people out there that do different types of tantra. So if someone sees a workshop online, they'll go, oh, Amy said it was really nurturing and loving. I want to just make sure that everyone's aware. Please use discernment. Do your research. Yes. Um, Because there are all sorts of practitioners out there, and I wouldn't necessarily rush into doing something until you've actually done a lot of research and spoken to people. Okay. Because you can also do harm in regards to this sort of deep work. Yes. Because it can bring up stuff from your past. And if you don't have someone who can really look after you when you're going through stuff, it can actually be like a spiral effect. So right. I just want to make sure that people are, are using what I call discernment. Right. Um, and being very aware that if they do look into Conscious it. Conscious buying. Yes. yes. Do your research, please. Do your research. <laughs> it's my duty of care. I just had to share yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, male and female. Energy. Yes, sorry. Yes. <laughs> There's so much to share. I'm sorry. Um, so masculine, feminine energy. What what I learnt, um, my understanding, is that we all have both of these energies within us. Yes. So um, yes, generally speaking, that the men in the world would have say 70% masculine with 30% feminine, and a lot of the women would have 70% feminine. And thirty percent masculine. Right. However, it doesn't. And when it, when we're applying to same-sex couples, there's going to be one that's going to be the more masculine as opposed to right. the feminine. So a lot of people actually don't understand they have both of those. They just think that right. a man has to be masculine. masculine. Rah, they can yeah. control it. You know, they yeah. do the manly stuff. We don't show emotions and right. all that kind of stuff. However, they do have that feminine energy. However, it's not being nurtured. It's not being encouraged. Right. In our society. So you just said like, you started to get into what, how we would describe male energy. Yes. So So what what is it? How is it characterized? How is it? Um, So the best way I can describe masculine energy, it's um, the provider, it's the protector, it's projected, it's strength, it's the rock. It likes to look. um, Look. As in, you know, look at the feminine. You know how when you're walking down the street and there's a bunch of men and then a free woman walks past, the men can't help because it's in their right. masculine energy to look and that's normal. Right. Um, so it's hot. Um, it is... Um, a way I like to describe it also is the fact that it's a gentleman. Gentle but manly. Right. Um, and it's a beautiful energy. When a man is embodying that as their their primary energy, um, however, they do have that feminine energy. So the feminine energy is um, creative. It's um, nurture, mother, maiden. Could also be bitch, whore, 
that part of it as well. Yeah. She likes to be looked or feminine energy likes to be looked at. Yes. It's cool. And the idea of that when it comes to yin and yang, mm. so the yin is that feminine part of, of the peace symbol that we, we look at. Yes. Um, and the feminine energy brings balance right. into the world. So it also brings balance into the masculine energy. Right. So the feminine is it balancing? Balancing. So what do you mean? What you say it, it 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 brings balance. Brings balance. Yes. So right. it's balancing the masculine energy. Oh, okay. So the the feminine energy, which is soft and light and creative mm. and stormy, it's like an ocean. The feminine, right. and the masculine is like the rock. Right. And so the masculine, especially when it comes to intimate relationships really needs to be strong in their masculine when the feminine is going through a storm right um and she can be all over the place and i'm sure you've experienced in your time yeah. some interesting oceans and storms um yes. as and so it's really imperative for them for the, the man say in a, in a male female relationship to be really strong in that core and be able to weather the storm, whatever she throws at him, because he can actually just be strong and grounded in his masculine energy. Right. Um, because as, when it comes to, um, and I like to talk about boundaries as well in regards to this, hmm. um, boundaries are so imperative with relationships, and it's especially when it comes to this masculine-feminine energy, because the feminine as beautiful as they are, generally speaking, the woman will test. She will push buttons. She will try and manipulate. She can, you know, just to see where her rock is. Is he moving or is he stable and strong? Can right. she be safe with him? Can she really let go with him in regards to being the rock? Right. Because she will be all over the place, especially if she's going through moon cycle stuff. Right. And moon cycle, I'm referring to, you know, the menstrual cycle. Yes, because which we've had a whole podcast on. Ah, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. They all know all about that then. Yes, we've had a whole discussion <laughs> Yes. the four phases of a menstrual cycle. Yes, so um, it's really imperative to have a rock yes. in that dynamic. So there's a real male part of me that's listening to this and saying, when when does this start when does the storm calm down when when is this testing an ongoing thing or is there ever a part where the female energy almost goes oh the rock isn't moving i can be calm yeah or, or i can rest assured on that yeah do you see where i'm going i see, I see exactly maybe where i'm you're being going. very pragmatically no, male no no it's a very valid question um because as a many males will resonate with what you've just said yeah and 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 there'll be many males who go who sit there and think we will talk to another male and just go why, why does it always have to be like this why yeah. can't we just be a bit calmer yeah yeah why do we need less so much drama yeah why can't yeah. we just you know and and you'll talk from one male to another mm-hmm. and and, and, and it'll just have it all figured out. It's like, why, why can't it just be like, yeah. like the way you and I Logic. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's what the masculine is based in logic. Is that right? Yes. So in the energy. So it's very, it's very, what you've just said is very normal to go, all right, so yeah. <laughs> where's the logic part of this? Yeah, yeah. Is At it going to stop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and I understand on. When yeah. does it go off? <laughs> 
So this, it's a really good question because... Because um, these are the questions, these are the, you know, listening to what you say, mm. these are the dynamics that play out in relationships. Yes. And, and just by understanding it, um, well, it puts you in a you know, much greater place of being able awareness. to see it and awareness. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a part, and I don't know whether it comes from my own personal experience of, you know, you're the rock, you're the rock, you're the rock, you're the rock. And yeah. then constantly Thanks. there's the storm yeah. and the storm and the storm. And then yeah. after a while you just go, I am tired. Yes, yes. <laughs> And, and obviously it will be different for everybody, but I get the, the sense of, of what you're talking about yes. in the way that you described it. Um, also, when it comes to that, that storm, yes, you're right. I, I, you know, there has to be moments of calm. There has to be slowing down of such. Um, that really depends on where your bar is right. as well in regards to having boundaries because... Right. In the, in, you talked about the boundaries earlier on. Yeah, you? and super important because I think, generally speaking, men are so willing to please in regards to, all yep. right, if it'll make her happy, yes, let's do that. Yeah, anything for an easy life. Yes, let's keep it simple. <laughs> all right, if simple. that makes you happy, I'll go and do that, yeah. whatever it is. Well, that means we get to the car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in this, this is for a really minutes. important important yeah. part of it because... Um, as much as that is part of, of being in a, in a relationship of give and take and being very supportive and, and being yeah. that that rock, it is also important to make sure that your bar or your boundary is not moving too much either with her ocean because if she's storming and that rock is moving in regards to your standard of what's acceptable, yes. of what's okay for you in regards yes. to your boundaries... Um, if she can sense that you're still moving that bar too easily, yes, she will continue to storm as she will always storm, and therefore you oh. won't get to the calm. However, if you have a bar and a boundary, and, and there's obviously lots of different boundaries in regards to uh, relationships, um, and this is some of the things that I talk about with clients, is if you have a bar that she, she knows where it is, and she can storm to a certain point. And I'm not saying that when she hits the bar, then you explode or anything. It's just yeah. that there is a, a, a level of um, whether it's acceptable behavior or right. whether it's not always that pleasing where you're up and down with your bar. You're not yeah. chasing her around. Yes. Okay. So if you have a bar, she respects you. Even though she might not like it in regards uh. to the fact, oh, he's not budging. But she will actually respect you more and then you will respect yourself. Yes. However, a lot of men today, and I'm generalizing, but a lot of men move their bar and and the feminine energy. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. So. I recognize that in my past. (laughs) It's a. And then you feel disrespected. You feel. um, You feel like you've let yourself down. Hmm. And then you feel, then that can start to spiral and then you start to have a very, um, yeah, it can erode your self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and it's happening a lot. And that's when we're seeing this. Why is it happening a lot? It's, well, there's, there's something going on at the moment and, and what, part of it's amazing. Women are, are in the workforce. There's mm. this like movement for empowerment and mm. equality and, and which is wonderful. 
Um, however, it can be quite destabilizing in regards to intimate relationships because now there's two breadwinners, there's two people being busy. You know, the the energy of the feminine is to to nurture, to give. You know, and if she's giving all day to someone else or yeah, at a, a workplace, a job or something. to bring that home and still have that intimacy and that connection enough, you know, to for the relationship, it's it's puts a lot of strain mm. on relationships, let alone, you know, kids and and other activities and financial troubles. It, yeah. it, it's really hard these days to actually make time for connection yeah. um, with each other and to prioritize it. And, and I think that's why we're seeing so many divorce rates as well. It's because it's like that, yeah. the busyness and keep busy. And then there's because someone Because there'll be a new. part of the male that wants to be nurtured by his partner. Yeah, of course. You know that that whole that the whole purpose of the feminine energy is to open the masculine's heart yeah. to love. Yes. And then the masculine energy opens the woman sexually. Right. And then that balance of energy of transferring. So um, it's imperative to have that time. However, people aren't prioritizing that. No. Um, and when it comes to that pleasing aspect of man it can be very emasculating if they're constantly you know having to chase and try and the word i'm trying to say is do shit yeah yeah but it's (laughs) for an easy life or please or it doesn't work does it no it doesn't it doesn't and so it's yeah it it, it, yeah i see it now because you you do it in parenting with your kids Mm. um you know sometimes it's easier just to do this for them but yeah no, you've got to stay and hold your ground. And, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned Esther Perel earlier on. I, w- I watched a podcast with her and she said something very interesting, which is it's always like the the female revolution will never be complete until the males have theirs as well. Mm. In that we've gone from one place where, you know, the roles are very, di- not energy, but the roles are very di- well defined. And now, as you said, that's very much blurred. Yeah. And as a male, it, it, you kind of work out, well, where, where, what am I bringing, where am I, and what am I doing? What's your purpose? What's, What's your the place? purpose? Yeah. yeah. As, as a male. Yeah. Yeah. With masculine energy. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And, and I guess through what I've learned in regards to the philosophies of Tantra is actually practices that you can actually do with your partner or with yourself that allow practices such as, practices as um, uh, activities right. together um, that can actually bring the attention to intimacy, to the masculine feminine energy and to establishing those boundaries together and individually, but prioritizing by actually doing it in a beautiful way that you're, um, you know, embodying all the five senses, smell, taste, touch, right. um, sound. Uh, what's the other one I'm missing? There's another one. Dice, and you can create... Sight. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> but, you, but there's beautiful ways that you can actually um, bring that deeper connection and intimacy and have these bars. Yes. What we're talking about boundaries. Because we all need them. Both the feminine and the masculine need them. However, when we're talking about the, the ocean of the feminine and the rock of the masculine, yes. it's imperative for the relationship, for that rock to be strong yes. and to actually stay put. Because as soon as 
she realizes that that rock isn't moving and she's going through her storm, it will settle quicker. Yes. It will because she feels safe. if you're not moving the bar. True. It's like, oh, here we go again. Bang, it's not moving. Yeah. And if she keeps getting that same bar that she's hitting, she knows that she can actually soften, that she can actually let go, that she's actually safe, hmm. that he's got her. And for a woman to be able to do that takes takes time and then she can open her heart fully and he can experience all that the love that she has to give. Hmm. So like it. Yeah. This kind of See I'm playing with the permutations in my head now. Yeah, yeah. Such as, you know, we talk about storms. Yeah. I really like um I guess that's also when ladies get together yeah. and they all storm each other, uh, how does that kind of work? Or yeah, here, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because um, one of the things I, 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 I'm particularly interested in now is is the coming together of men. Mm, and, I and, love this. And how and how they can nurture one another, not to replace a relationship, no, no. but there has to be some sort of male nurturing. Mm. And and then there's always that you know stereotype of Oh, the girls are going to get together and they're just going to gas and talk and, uh, yeah. and they'll come back all round up about stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it can happen. Yes. You know, it can actually, sometimes by having certain types of women together who trigger each other in certain ways or, or, yes. or comparison of relationships of what they're, each of them are doing yes. can actually bring home all these things that... Yeah. Then unravel over the weeks afterwards. <laughs> yes. And it can it can be very difficult. However, again, coming back to what we all know that communication, but having that bar, Being that bar. boundary, yes. that strength of the rock, you'll be able to weather the storm quicker and there will be, um, well, it, it happens over time, but yeah. she will obviously know where that is and be able to soften quicker as well. And yes. it's, again, a com- communication. Yes. You know, like if that it's the responsibility of the feminine or the the, you know, the woman coming home as mm. well. What does she bring into the house? What is actually hers or what is other people's that she's yes. taken on? Yes. And the difference between those two things, not to project it onto the immediate relationship and actually taking responsibility for that part as well. Yes. So there is an element of that. However, you know, again, it comes down to communication because sometimes we're not aware what we're doing when we're doing it. Absolutely. <laughs> and so we share stuff because such and such said this and they're yeah. doing this and, you know. Oh, you get it. You, yeah. You, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to so-and-so and they said, and you just go, oh. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you hear it's from so and so, you're like, oh. Yeah. I know because no, I've done no, it. I've done the same no thing. No good comes from so and so. But if we go to the males um, yeah. and, and them nurturing one another, because mm-hmm. I think why, uh, you know, to be kind of transparent, why it's particularly of interest to me is because um, often I find that males come together in very um, less than productive environments. Yeah. Yes, you can go and have a pint with your mate in a bar and have a chat, but then you're still often in a pub having a yeah. pint and so there's booze involved in this stuff. And and as opposed to, I don't know, going for a walk on the beach with your mate or something like yeah. that. And then, so what does the ideal sort of, I don't know, um, regenerating, renourishing men with men look like if 
that makes That's sense. a great question. Um, and I love the fact that you're interested in this because it, it it's something that I absolutely treasure when it is happening as well. So I um, recently assisted facilitating a couples retreat down south in Bunker Bay. And um, at one point we separated the men and the women over the weekend to, you know, be able to um, make the bar because we'd actually said to the men, you're not going to tell the women about what we're talking about. Yeah. And you could obviously imagine some of the reactions that that would have brought about. However, the idea is to create that sense of, you know, this is your bar and you're not going to give in even if she asks what you talked about. However, the beautiful thing about having these men's 20... Stuff. Yeah, men's <laughs> stuff, which is so valuable because yeah. it's something of yours. You know, yeah. you don't have to share everything. No. You know, there are some things that, you know, we should all, both the masculine and the feminine, keep for ourselves. Yeah. That's part of us. Um, and going around the room, um, asking each of the men, you know, being a female in a, in a, a, a group of men... How are they going to go forward with weathering the storms? Mm. And it was so interesting to listen to all of them because it was like from age 30 through to 70. Wow. With different levels of relationship, new, old, you know, um, infidelity, non-infidelity, you know, all sorts of things. And the common, common thread of going around how they were going to cope is listen without fixing. Yes. And oh, shit, yes. <laughs> and that's so hard for the masculine. Oh, it's so hard. You just do this. <laughs> we'll be back to calm. <laughs> we'll be back to plain sailing and calm. But that's not what the feminine wants. No, no. we no. just want to talk in well, circles. So we want to share because that's how it? we. T- <laughs> it's, it's not about the nail. No, in the yes. forehead. Which <laughs> is just. I saw the same clip. So yes. yeah, it. They just. The, the different work differently. So if if the man in the relationship can actually listen without trying to fix the problem and let her just talk and then later offer a, a solution. That's coming later. Later. Yes. Let let it settle. You don't have to fix it right now. Yes. You can listen. Let her talk it for her because if you're trying to interject or if you're trying to yeah. problem solve, it's just going to go round and round and keep going. Yeah, you've only <laughs> so, just kicked it off round another. Yeah. No, no, you're not listening to houses. me. <laughs> How many times have we heard that saying? Yes, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the premise being you're telling that. It's the same thing, just using <laughs> different words. <laughs> um, being able to, uh, being a, a, a woman myself, I want to be able to share and yes. maybe even fix my own problem. I not necessarily mean that I need help. Yeah. I want to share because that's how I feel better. I just want to feel better by sharing. Yes. And for the, the masculine in an intimate relationship to be able to listen and yeah. listen and listen and then not try and offer a solution. And see the, you would just see a difference Yes. in not only the reaction... But there, there will be some space and let it settle. And then, because you've probably got three or four ideas of how to fix it already when she started talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Within you see it crystal clear Within because seconds. that's the masculine. They're logical. They fix and squish problems as soon as they come up. That is, yeah. Done. <laughs> so in time, like it could be after the storm's 
down a bit, then you go, oh, I've got this, I've got this idea. Can I, can I share it with you? Yes. And then if she goes, yeah, okay. Then then, oh, da, 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 da. And then, she, and what do you think? And then yes. she's like, mm, yes or no, depending. And then it is, and whatever it is, whether it's a yes or no to that problem, you leave it. Yes. You walk away. Yes. You've done your bit. You've attempted to fix and solve and help. Yes. And then you leave it. But surely that, right, there's such a male part of me. Yes, yes, there, go on. Is that if you're repeating cycles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you're seeing a pattern. So you're seeing a pattern. Yeah. And I guess I'm being, I'm being very personally open now because yeah. one, of, one, of, one of the things I think is, is one of my gifts is I see patterns in things. Beautiful. Um, which is great in some places and a curse in others because you think, oh, we're going there again. Um, <laughs> and that, that's in business. That's in many okay. things. Um, but if you start seeing a pattern that's repeated for the fourth, fifth, sixth time. Mm-hmm your patience can be eroded. Yeah. So how have you dealt with it before? I don't know. You know, yeah. what would you normally do? Say if you've seen something four or five times, yeah. what would this Bryn is sounding, normally do it? This is sounding very similar to duh and duh and duh and duh. Oh, you would identify the pattern? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then how would that go? Not super well. <laughs> <laughs> are you offering a solution or are you identifying a problem? I'm probably getting... Uh, yeah, I'm probably trying to move to a solution quite quickly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I guess it's hard for me to, yeah, to yeah, try yeah. and understand the, the yeah. concept of it. but um, And I'm not trying to turn the podcast into no, Brynn's personal <laughs> counselling session either. <laughs> no. But I just, I just... It's not just me. I hear it No, it's common. So, yeah, you know, I hear you. I'm speaking on behalf of many men. Yes, <laughs> yes. And... I, what I, my advice would be not to talk about it right then. Yes. If, because in that moment, she's going to be connected to it emotionally. Correct. And if you're yes. then going, oh, but you've done this one, two, three, five times now. I think this yeah. is, a, it's not the time. No, because now we're solutionizing it. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, and she's yeah. in it. She's in yeah. it. She doesn't want to hear your solution and yes. how clever you are of identifying five times that she's done the same thing. Yeah, well, don't show up. I'm still <laughs> <Yeah>. in it. <laughs> so the, the clever thing, uh, the wise thing would be to wait and then to actually have a conversation about that yes. later. But I know everyone's time poor and that sort of thing, but whether it's you need to write it down or whatever it is yeah. so that you can save it maybe for the next day. Um, and then yeah. I say, hey, I want to have a discussion about this because I'm, mm. um, you know, coming from the way. But going, going back to my question before, what yeah. does, what, what does men trying to nurture each other's look like male energy or maleness look like? Acknowledgement. It, it's the fact that you're all going through the same thing. Yeah. And actually having the yeah. kind of, oh, thanks, mate, kind of yeah. feeling of, oh, I'm not the only one, you know, <laughs> struggling with this. Yes. That whole idea of, of camaraderie and and having that um, that time to, I don't know, how you sh- how you shared probably before. Probably open up the female part. It does. Yeah. It brings, no, uh, uh, yeah, doing the, that. Yeah, it does. predominantly male environment. Yeah. If you're talking about emotions and feelings, mm. yeah, definitely you would bring out the feminine energy and it depends who you're talking with. Some people you could do that with others. You couldn't depending on where they're at mm. and how comfortable they are with both of their energies. Mm. 
and open to that kind of stuff. So um, I can. There's so many beautiful souls these days that I meet um, in my circle who are men who are very open with sharing about emotions, and it's beautiful to see that because it it just is like a role model for other men to be like it's okay. Yeah. And to share and that we're all struggling together with the same yeah. probably issue because yeah. it's two different it's like with the masculine and feminine it's like two different brains you know yeah. in regards to seeing things differently experiencing things differently different perspectives on the same issue um so it can be really quite nurturing even to have the conversation or safe conversation with mm. with another man and um and see how he would deal with it yeah you know, this is the scenario. What would have you done? Yeah. <laughs> How could I see something differently? Get a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is hard to do yourself. Mm. Really hard. We've, um, I noticed in how we talked about, you know, um, you had the weekend retreat and the men went and were, had this yeah. men's chat and we talked about the bar and it's like, we're not going to tell the women about this yeah. because, well, why don't you tell the ladies about it? Because there's a kind of... Yep. So there's this educating part of... The, what we've looked at so far is almost like... There is this for, force of nature which is called female, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And you have to be the rock and you weather the storm, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like... The storm is there and it's incessant and you've just got to like... Button down the hatches and deal <laughs> yeah. with it, right? To a certain extent, yeah. Where, where's the educating the storm part? Yes. So where's <laughs> the storm? Where yes. So yeah. this is because just because 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 yeah. it'd be, it'd be one-sided. Yeah, because it'd yeah. be very easy to just say to ladies or uh, ladies might be listening to this and go, "Oh, I'm a storm." Yeah. yeah. Fucking it's awesome. Okay. I've got a green card now. You know, storms, no. my heart's no. content. No, that's not <laughs> like what I'm that's saying. It. Storm, storm, storm away. And he's just going to have to take it. And there's this mystery bar in there. I'm going to go and find it. Like this and see if I can move it. It's a new game. Like, Oh, it's such a valid question. Yes. Yeah. I, you know, yes. Fair's fair. Yes. Fair's fair. Taking responsibility. And, and so that's where it came back to, you know, I had my aha moment in my relationship. Yes. Ah. Oh. And witnessing myself. Uh, um, and your storm. You and, as a storm. Ah, oh, big I'm a hell storm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I find it difficult to imagine. Really? Because so, you seem very calm. But yeah. yeah. I've maybe done a lot of work on myself. Maybe less stormy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just more aware. I time it better. <laughs> yeah. Storm off by myself. Yeah. Time out. <laughs> um, no, there's definitely a sense of responsibility on the, the feminine in yeah. the relationship. And I'm by no means am excusing the, the behavior yeah. um, or the personality stuff that comes up because I have witnessed myself in a storm um, many a times and I've witnessed other women yes. in that as well. So it doesn't, it's not a green card. It's not a go for hell for the other because you're meant to be the rock or the masculine's meant to be the rock. Yes. Um, it, it 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 definitely you know everybody is that sense of self responsibility and yes. the sense of uncovering what are my triggers why am I going to this place mm. what is it about this dynamic or a relationship that's triggering something from my past yes that I'm now playing out um, in this particular area whatever that it may be um, and it does it. it it you know you have to look at yourself you have to take it's not okay to go bananas. It's not okay to 
to be at at your partner all the time because it is it'll eventually like you said over and over and over it it gets tiring yes and there gets to a point where enough's enough yeah and that rock's gonna get budged yeah yeah it gets too smooth and you know like yeah yeah just just not interested there's something else over there that they can go and have you know anyway so it is definitely um the responsibility lies in both and Mm. again it comes down to having couples time or having intimate time and having connection having open conversations Mm. about what's really going on as opposed to what's playing out in behaviors Yes. And personality stuff. Uh, and even words that don't really... Yeah. Yeah. Are not real real reflections of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And that, and that takes, it takes time to get to that kind of point as well. You, yeah. you can't just go, oh, well, Amy says that, you know, we'll have couples time and this is where we talk yeah. about it. But there's one we'll thing... We'll get into your storm. Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about why that is. Like trying to coach <laughs> each other in a relationship, bad idea. Don't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, however, you can always seek out help from other people, um, like myself or other people yeah. that you trust, that can also give a new perspective and, and see things differently yeah. to help you connect in a deeper level. Mm. Um, because it's a long journey. And yeah. with intimate relationships, there are going to be ups and downs like we all know. Um, but if we have strategies, if we have, have ways of actually mm. navigating the storm, um, maintain boundaries and bars and relationships over time things will evolve yes and th- they may get better and sometimes if it's not the right relationship it m- may not get better and they'll go separate ways yes so either way is, is beautiful because we all want to live an amazing life and we want to be able to share that with someone that we truly love yes um, so whether that's you know with that particular person at that moment or not um but if our intention is love and kindness, compassion, um, then it might, for some people, be the best thing that they end up with someone else. Mm. Um, but that's a yeah. very selfless way of looking at relationships. And I yes. think, you know, the more people that are starting to mm. look for other stuff are starting to realize that those sorts of things are actually, you know, for them. So there's a lot of information out there. Mm. In regards to people's perspectives and relationships, and my stuff is just one perspective. Absolutely, of my interpretation of what I've been taught by someone else, mm. and mine's going to evolve in ten years and twenty years, and and it's going to keep evolving. And I think as long as our intention is love, as long as our intention is always trying to get to that better place or that temple on the mountain or whatever you want to mm. call that place um, for yourself, but also your your partners. Um, at least you're heading in the right direction with good yeah. intention. Um, so that's you know the, the the bigger picture, but um, it's a it's a tricky journey. <laughs> yes. And one and one last question on this because um, I'm sort of rounding out the combinations in my head. Mm-hmm. To the lady who's listening to this, who thinks, okay, so there's the, potentially there's thirty percent of me that's got this masculine energy. Yeah. How can I feed and nurture that? Yeah. What does a female nurturing their male side look like that's a beautiful thing because it, the thing is it's actually happening a lot more naturally than these days because women are, are working or in jobs that they are required to be more masculine or they're you know being so the, when you say that you mean as in what fixing things getting yeah, stuff done task focus yeah goal orientated pursuit of 
achieve, 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 achieve conquer, yeah. you know, got to yeah. get here. That is very much a, a masculine energy. And society these days, we're living in a very masculine world. It is a very consumerism. We've got to keep moving. The next thing, keeping up with the Joneses. So naturally, if anything, I feel it's the women that I've been working with are, are more on the masculine side already and they need to learn more to sit right. in their feminine and be in that nurturing, that loving, okay. that um, that letting go and surrendering in that feminine energy because it's it's just as powerful. It, I would say it's even more powerful yeah. than the masculine. So you're going to put words like storm next to it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I've witnessed this because in myself, I used to teach... I used to, oh, this is another lifetime, but it, I used to teach men how to escape helicopters and fight fires and survive at sea. And so I'd have all these really, you know, men every day coming in and out of the class doing something that was very unnatural. And so the fear comes up. And so if as a, as a rescuer, as a teacher to yeah. the men, so I'm a feminine yeah. teaching to a masculine, I witnessed myself when I was in my masculine I wasn't as successful with the students as if yes. when I was in my feminine energy, right. they were so much more receptive. They actually did the, you know, underwater helicopter stuff so much more easier because I was nurturing. Yes. Because when the masculine who's at their core is, you know, hit with a female who's throwing back masculine energy, it's like yes. batting heads. Yes. And so this happens in relationships too. Mm. A lot. And so I what, I would, what I'm encouraging in my program as well for the new year is teaching women how they can really embody their feminine and just be as successful in their everyday lives without having that projected masculine energy that they feel that they are needing to do to compete with the men in the work or whatever it is. You can still be in your feminine essence yes. energy and achieve everything you want even more. And I've seen it because I've experienced it. Mm. And I think it's really powerful. So that's when it comes to that kind of side right. with the masculine energy of a woman. That a lot of the time these days, it's already, it's probably overused. So it's turning it down a bit. It's probably more reeling it back in. And yes. if they're in an intimate relationship with a, a man who's strong in their masculine, it's so much easier for them to soften into their feminine. Mm. If they have someone who's in their masculine by their side. So it's kind of that you can see the exchange is always back and forth. They they need each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when, in regards to the, the, the masculine energy of a woman, I would say it's probably overused these days and we've yes. got to bring more into the feminine. Mm. And I think we'd see, like if we had leaders who were in their feminine energy mm. making changes in the world, it would just be absolutely phenomenal well, if you watch the film where will we invade next by the guy that did um shooting for columbine oh. bowling for columbine and and those for michael moore yes yeah and he did this where should we invade next it's american it's spoof documentary but what you soon came to the realization was was that countries associations and 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 organizations and, and governments where there's a stronger female presence to balance out the male presence tends to get the job done yeah wow better Interesting. places like sweden 
and Scandinavia and, and stuff like that, you started to see a common element in what he was talking about, which is really interesting. Wow. I yes. have to look at that. Go see it. Yeah. So you so I can imagine working from this I mean it's been incredible to dive into this frame of reference that that you have. But then to work with your clients, it I wouldn't say it's easy, but you I can imagine it's it's more straightforward to see what see where they sit within the context. So the content will always be different, but the yeah. context I imagine will start to look pretty similar, is that? Yeah, definitely. Noticed. Yeah. Um, are you talking in regards to the, the energies that they're uh, Yeah, I or? guess with the way clients will present. Yeah, yeah. And they're pretty normally pretty clear with where they think they, they need to work and then what they think they need to work and what, what needs to happen that sometimes are two different things. Yes. Um, but that, that's part of the, the journey of going through the yes. coaching and, and I'll be able to, without directly telling them what to do because I get them to solve their own problems a lot of the time, um, I will guide them by asking questions at the right time to get them to think about things differently and where their beliefs came from. Where do they originate from? Is it yes. something that was just told to them or do they actually believe it themselves? Actually believe this for yourself. Yeah. And a lot of people don't, we're so busy, we don't spend a lot of time of where we came no. up with our beliefs. So we just execute, execute, execute the same belief patterns. Expecting different results. Yeah. yeah. By doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's almost insanity. Yes. <laughs> so there we go. Where yeah. would Amy be if she'd never been to that date in Destiny? Oh, God, it's so hard to know that. I um, I think I would still be in a toxic relationship cycling through patterns. Probably a different one now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I have no idea where I would be. I, I can't imagine my life without, <laughs> without doing mm. what I do now. Um, yeah, I may have got to this point a different way, but it wouldn't have been as quick. Yes. Um, because it was really brought out and it was in a little bit traumatic yes. <laughs> way of doing it by being I, so public. But. I often have this, um, well, I have this growing theory that we have a greater total self that's trying to send us messages through yeah. our intuition. Yeah. And, um, and we don't necessarily, and it'll apex up and they'll give us this message and then we might ignore it and then mm. go into another relationship and execute the same things. And then it tries again to talk, and then it's like, oh. and after a period of time, it it starts guiding your hand and your decisions and and what have you, and starts mm. to go, no, th th this is really where we need to go to. So you know, by listening to you, you know, you were in a very fearful relationship. Mm. I, I wonder whether if you'd not been to date with Destiny, you would have been in a relationship that was even worse because the greater total self would have put you there to eat that. To really learn the lesson, hopefully. So, listen. Yeah. 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 I have this theory. It definitely could very be possible. Yes, <laughs> and I'm so glad that I don't have to yes. have gone through that. Sliding doors, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So um, what, have you l what have you learned about yourself through this journey? I, I've learned to be kinder to myself. Um, because when I, I guess when I started this journey, there was a lot of blame on myself and a lot of criticism mm. about well, why didn't I know this? Or, well, after the dawn of 
realization that yeah. it was all you. Yeah. And then, then you start punishing and yeah. judging yourself. Yeah. And and so now that I've gone through and moved through a lot of that stuff, um, uh, I've just realized that whatever we're all doing the best we can based on what we knew at the time. And I strongly believe that, that my intention was always good. However, how it played out in my behavior or actions was maybe very different. Yes. Um, and I didn't know that because I wasn't being so reflective and going into where it all came from mm. and peeling back the layers. So I guess now it, it's more about whatever I'm experiencing from now on um, because there will still be speed bumps and learnings <laughs> that I'm going to be kind and know that it's not going to last. And, and you know, with it, when, especially with emotional stuff that it's always short lived Yes, and I can choose to stay in it yes. or I can choose to find a way out of it. Yes. And that's all within me. It's no one else. So it doesn't matter what other people do in the world. I choose how I respond to them. Yes. And how I perceive it. And for me, that is really quite nurturing and reassuring that the fact that, you know, whatever decisions, wherever I end up in life, that, you know, I'm responsible for that part. And people are going to have their opinions and their thoughts and their beliefs and share it. And, yep. and it's going to sometimes trigger stuff. But, you know, that's their stuff and mine's my stuff. And yep. just be more accepting um, in general. In kind, so mm. that's what I've learned, I guess. If you could go back and give Amy a piece of advice, just like literally moments after that whole Tony Robbins experience, before you start entering into the, what would it be? <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be because it's been very much a, a wild, um, wild, vulnerable journey um since that moment and it's gonna keep continuing but yeah definitely say hold on mm. it will be okay it will be yeah because we have a find we find a way through what sort of um do you have what are sort of things that keep you grounded mm. and things that you regularly do ah oh, well Obviously, modus. Um, yeah. move, movement um, is definitely part of my everyday life. So I'm a passionate freestyle dancer. Yes. I've um, seen it on Facebook. It's brilliant. <laughs> and that for me is not only a way to connect to my feminine, but it's a way of expression um, and, and that sense of freedom and just losing myself in the, in the music. So movement is a big part of my life. Um, looking after my health. So what I eat. Yeah. Um, is really important the amount of sleep I get I meditate every day yep I have a morning ritual that I go through um, and set intention for the day what sort well. of things do you do in your ritual uh, so when I get up um, I have a cushion and, and a blanket that I put on as I sit down to meditate um, and the meditation changes depending on how I'm feeling. However, it's generally about 20 minutes. And then afterwards, I, I, have, a, oh, I have a candle going as well. And I, I kind of like do a bit of a, um, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Upon a Ah, yes. yes. Yes, that's the one. Um, <clears throat> and then I, the intention is that, that I say to myself is, how can I share more love and kindness today? Yes. And... 
for me that again puts me in a space that oh, how am I going to share this today is it going to be a smile yeah someone am I going to you know listen to an old man's joke in the street like happened the other day or am I going to help someone cross the road whatever it is how can I do that more because mm. I feel for me the more that I do that the more that I experience it myself and you know we all love to love Mm. Um, and feel love and give love. So that's a real priority for me um, to make me feel like I'm in a good space for the day. Awesome. Yeah. What does the next three to five years look like for me? Oh, <laughs> so much. Um, so much. So much. I, I have lots of things that I, I will put out there that I want to do in regards to how much of an impact I can make with my work and how many people I can help. Yeah. Um, in regards to what that looks like exactly, I'm not sure in re- because I just want to keep doing good work. So if that means that I have to, you know, have a YouTube channel or, um, you know, connect with people more face-to-face or mm. online programs, bring out more of those. Um, however I can reach more people and share the message um, the better for me. And the satisfying thing is when, when people say, Oh my God, Amy, I'm so glad that I met you. My life has changed and it will never be mm. the same again. And like that for me, like nurtures my soul because I now know that I've saved them some, not all, yes. some of the pain that I would have experienced. Yes. And that's really what it's all about. If I can do that for people. Yeah, which so. cycles all the way back to why I've noticed many people who get into coaching do it from a place where they want to yeah. save other people from going through what they have. Yeah. Or at least guide them through the journey. I don't think you'll yeah. ever save them. No. We you guide them. Yeah, yeah, through it or at through the it. other end and, mm. and see it from a different, different space because it's all lessons at the end of the day. Indeed. That keep us evolving and becoming better human beings. So, yeah. Yeah. And finally, if you could upload a little nugget of wisdom into the collective consciousness, so everybody just got it, what would it be? Listen with an open heart. Mm. I feel that if, if we all listened more and talked less, it would be a different world. Indeed. Indeed. It will accelerate your journey. Oh, and yeah. we. I think everybody loves to be really heard and seen. And, and listening is a powerful tool that we underestimate these days. And mm. It will change your life, your relationships, the way that you connect with people, just by learning to listen without having to talk. Yes. I can only echo that. <laughs> I am... You know, I'm 74 conversations into listening. Mm. (laughs) And my journey's just gone whoosh. So, yeah, I'm a living testament of that. I absolutely agree. If anybody's listened to this and they're like, whoa, I want to get hold of Amy and Mm -hmm. and I want to go and see her, consult with her, talk with her, where can they find you? Um, I'm on social media, so Mm. Facebook and Instagram. Uh, On Instagram, you'll find me as Amy White Coaching. Yes. And you'll um, also find me on Facebook as Amy White. Um, my pictures are the same. I'm in the process of getting my websites up and running. Yes. So 
that'll be, be that'll be soon but that will be amywhitecoaching.com so um that's that's where i'll be so please feel free to reach out ask questions i'm a kind soul and i just want to help so indeed indeed <laughs> Amy, it's been an absolute treat to talk to you today it's been an absolute um privilege to be able to dive into your knowledge particularly around the male and female and i just can't help thinking that anybody listening to this will have had at least half a dozen aha moments <laughs> where you recognize yourself within it i mean i certainly did that's how i was in there like what about what about because <laughs> you know i like to play but i also like to see you know draw from my own experience so it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much thank you so much and keep doing your amazing work because <laughs> it's yeah it's really powerful to share this stuff with people so well done to you thank you thank you very much